we were worried we wouldn't have a holiday episode, but... This is it. This is your Christmas episode. (laughs) And listen to me, Santa Claus. I know what you've done. And I know what you will do. But... No. Get off me, Blitzen. I'll be there every year. Watching you bring you as many gifts as my sack can handle. Welcome to Scream Dreams, where we sit down with your favorite horror creatives to find out what actually terrifies them and keeps them up at night. I'm Catherine Corcoran. And I'm James A. Janice. And we're already having a good time here with Henry Zabrowski. It's good to be shitting here. (laughs) (laughs) It's really good. Thanks for shitting down with us. Yeah, it's nice. (laughs) Could we not do that in the first? Isn't there a rule about swearing in the first? You can't say the F word in the first seven seconds. Okay, so we're good. Great! We did it! (laughs) We did it! Good job, guys. We fucking made it yes yes (laughs) henry is an inner creator podcaster comedian writer human extraordinaire we are so lucky to have you just hearing you describe it i'm very tired tired. i feel it makes me but i at the same time someone's got to do it Mm -hmm. and i'll take this burden you'll take this yes will you please create content for us no one else is stepping up and doing it <laughs> <laughs> how else will the internet survive i don't know <laughs> i don't know it doesn't need you it's that thing where you just have you got to feed it because if not it comes for you that's right is that oh that is actually I like that's a good premise for some kind of metaphorical internet digital horror film. i'm for purchase yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so is, this is a show about nightmares is that what do you have nightmares does that does the stress of providing content for the masses keep you up at night it's kind of funny because i had um fun therapy this morning mm. where we talked about how like you know often than not like do adults have pleasant dreams because i've never met one i've never met a friend that is it because like I straight up the only time I have dreams they're horrible, mm-hmm. horrible nightmares, uh-huh. you know. And that's why a lot of times like I'll smoke weed and I won't dream. But if I don't smoke weed, my night is just literally filled with some of the worst conceptual terrors possible. Yeah. Yeah. And also just like my own personal hells, kind of like wrapped up in that, like in my sleeps when I'm supposed to be the most relaxed, most getting re-energized. Mm-hmm. I'm spending that terrified. Do you sweat? You have night sweats? No, that's bad. It's a bad sign. What it's is a bad, bad sign for your body. I have night sweats. What does that mean? Well, you're fine. <laughs> no, wait, it's a but bad if sign? someone like me has night sweats, it's bad. Why? Because look at me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's always a symptom. You're just like, oh, she's nervous. Me, you're like, oh, that's endocrine. Oh, really? I We're didn't gonna know have that. to look at that endocrine system. <laughs> I don't know who is. Somebody is some yeah. doc, some plumber, the endocrinologist. Some doctor is gonna have to get in there. But no, I don't get. I not for that. No, okay. I don't have night sweats. Um, but yeah, I do have um, really intense dreams, and that's not really that's a part of it. I mean, I don't know. Like you, you people ask me all the time, like, does the content for last podcast on the left affect me? And like for the most part, I say like, no, no way, no. But then you know, like. I got multiple cameras around my home, and I'm pretty. I t- I'll follow a car if I don't think it belongs in the neighborhood. Oh, like, oh really? Oh yeah, I'm. I get paranoid. Yeah, I get yeah. pretty paranoid. So maybe it does. And it, were you like that before you started the podcast, or maybe do you not even remember? I don't it's even been know. So long, they don't yeah. even know anymore. No, but when you're in this stuff so much, yeah, like you really do. Yeah. Uh, it's it is a lot. I think it might it might it might take its toll because where I'll come with making horror films. I mm-hmm. think is really interesting because I think it's such a good creative way. To sort of get those anxieties out in a uh, and it 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 works, you know, and you're making a piece of art that other people can then see your yeah. anxieties in and share with it and have that kind of cathartic moment. Yeah. Because I think you know, like my times of extreme stress, I'll watch horror movies mm-hmm. partially because it's like at least I'm not him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm not in the big. People talk about con- that all the time, and it helps you. Re- it helps you get over your stress, kind of, yes. because you're like worried about someone else's survival. Yes. And, and horror filmmakers that I've met are often the most well-adjusted, or at least kindest people who I've I've met and talked to. It's like every scary dude I've met from a metal band yeah. is all like the coolest <laughs> yeah. guy on the face of the planet because they just get it out of their system. Mm-hmm. Where like I feel like sometimes in my realm when i'm when i'm not making stuff that's purely creative like true crime Mm -hmm. uh especially alien stuff even though it's my favorite it affects my dreams immediately i always have abduction dreams um and then uh it just seeps right in because you know with true crime the problem is is that like i know 
like a lot more than I should yeah. about how people react in a fringe way. Like, yes, obviously yeah. it's the it's a bell curve. Mm-hmm. It's 5% yeah. of behavior on either side. But like it happens, they cause a lot of damage. Yeah, yeah. like that five percent, like yeah. is really like real active, you yeah. know. And they think a lot because a lot of times they can't like keep other shit together. That's mm-hmm. true. So they got plenty of time to sort of like really think about whatever madness they want to create. Yeah, people often ask me as like a huge horror fan if I'm also into true crime, and I'm not. I, I don't listen to it because like that shit's too much for me. I like the fictional stuff. Oh yeah, you know, I like I like to be scared in a way, in a controlled way, where it's like, oh, I know that this isn't really happening. When I find out the depravities of of human behavior, that that'll fuck with me more, you know. And that's yeah. uh, that's what you live in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, but you know, it's also interesting because I. I was told very early on because I was a very intense little boy. I was a very scared little kid. And I got really into the paranormal and the occult and and all of this and serial killer information when I was very, very young. And partially I was spurred on by my mom and a librarian because my mom was just like, at least he's reading. Mm-hmm. She didn't care what <laughs> yeah. I was reading as long as it was, even though it was a, a serial killer encyclopedia. She's like, oh, he's, it's an encyclopedia. <laughs> You know, and because but it, it did kind of help because I had a librarian who basically said, like, you know, a good way to help yourself not be afraid is to learn as much about what makes you afraid as you can, as much as you can, because then you kind of gain sort of an understanding you can kind of wrap your hands around it yeah. a little bit more mm-hmm. that I think led to a lot of my more kind of like OCD tendencies, like hypervigilance and stuff like that. But it does also work because I also I know a lot. Yeah about weirdly how people behave yeah and i've learned a lot and learned a lot about the the the, the legal systems and learn that kind of stuff i mean i think that's a, a common reason as to why women tend to be so into true crime sure uh, as a demographic it's because like they're more likely to be the ones to experience these things so when they they understand it and learn about it and maybe have an idea of how to deal with these situations it gives them more control over the hypothetical dangers out there yes yeah, yeah. yes but you know I I hope it I hope it keeps people safe. Yeah. You know, like on that on that side. But also then I'm just also kind of really interested more so, especially when it comes to true crime of like, why are they like that and I'm like this? Mm-hmm. Why do they make that left turn when I made a right turn? Yeah. Like I find what, that endlessly what fascinating. Happened in their yeah. brain. Do you have the fear of like maybe having that switch yourself and not being aware of it? You know, I feel like it passed. I feel like I used to have that fear. Yeah. And now like, I don't know. I know me, mm-hmm. you know, I think yeah. that's one thing, the, the one only probably truly good thing about aging yeah. is the more self-possession you get and how, like, I just don't, I don't think like that anymore. Yeah. Now it's just way more like, how do I relax? It's <laughs> yeah. like the opposite. Just being like, now I'm like, okay, I'm not that guy. You yeah. know, like, it does help. Do you have a hard time winding down to sleep? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's your like, how do you, what's your routine? Just smoking or like, is there weed? Um, <laughs> I love, this is the thing. It's like, I think that at some point, you know, like my wife and I, like we really do not to fool any, we walk the spooky walk, right? Uh-huh. We're in there. Our whole house is makes our, our, our handyman is very afraid. He came <laughs> in one time and he was like El Diablo. And I was like, in this house, El Diablo is bueno. Like, like <laughs> we like him here, you know, like, so like he loved it, but he honestly, you know, because then you kind of see we're, we're Satanists, but we're fun, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but the, uh, at the end of the day, what I really, you know, it's the stupid throwaway. I love my cooking shows. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I watch my great British, no, you know what I mean? I, oh yeah. I love my love is blind. I, I watch that. I get into. I get. That's what I have do. I the, watch all the stuff. that have doesn't you done matter. the pottery one, the Great Pottery Throwdown. Oh, dude, if you like Great British Bake Off, it's like basically that, but for pottery. It's, Love it's the British. pottery throwdown. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. ribald. Yeah, yeah. A lot <laughs> yeah. of very, very, very of, cheeky. Uh, yeah, very cheeky jokes. Yeah, I like mm-hmm. all the British because the British all pretend to be nice. And it's the thing about the greatest <laughs> Great British Bake Off too is that like they don't even play for money. And it's like, wait, what are you doing here? Nothing to be a star baker. That's it. That's it. That's it. I mean, they can leverage that. It's but. so hard. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorta. They can try to. Uh-huh. Kim Joy did. She was great. She should have won. I don't actually watch. I know. That's no, is so technical. Like, that's stressful. It's like, extremely who, stressful. Like, who, like, bake to relax. It's so stressful. It's like a science experiment. And yeah, if you get math. one thing wrong. It's all and, done. Yeah. But also, those, time. I was trying to, especially during COVID, I was trying to, like, everyone had, like, a hobby or whatever. Yeah. I tried to do the, the bread and baking thing. <laughs> But my beautiful wife, 
is not really into stuffing herself with the carbs. So now I'm sitting here with all these things. I'm getting huge. <laughs> and I'm like throwing out half the muffins. And I was like, what am I what am I doing this for? And then they got me a slow cooker. They got well, not slow Ooh. cooker, a smoker. I got a big electric oh, smoker. Okay. And then I was making large format meat, large format ma- meats. And my beautiful wife also doesn't eat meat. Oh, so now no. I'm eating. All, now my truck oh, listen rides are shooting through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> this is, but that's the suburban side. I feel like mm-hmm. that's the st- type of stuff that I do lean into because it helps me, yeah, get a, a break, right? You know, and but, but also the rest of my time is spent. I watch a lot of police invest. No, I believe I watch a lot of police interrogation videos. Really, and out like outside of what you need to do for work. Yeah, it's, it's still just your interest, and even though it's your job, you're still taking your free time and, and devoting it to it. Oh yes, yeah. Like, Always call a lawyer. Yeah. Always call, especially if you're innocent. Yeah. Make sure you call a lawyer. If you're innocent. Absolutely. Yeah. You do it. It doesn't matter because they put you in that little room. I've seen it happen. It's all happening. That little room. They put you in that little room and you they'll let you sit there all day until you tell them what you they want you to tell them. So you call a lawyer. Immediately. Will they Is let that, you call a lawyer? Or yeah, that's, oh, yeah. that's okay. your rights. Okay. You're supposed to be but like. But they'll be like, but you don't understand. See, this is the, again, again, you don't understand. This is our way of, don't you want to tell your story? When you ever think about how, like, you know, this is the last time you're going to get to tell your story. You know, everybody else is going to be some lawyer can come in here. We're not going to be able to talk to you anymore. And then we can't help you. <laughs> right? But if you tell us right now, if you sit and tell us your story right now, maybe we can help you. You're like, I, I would tell you my story. I've, I'm sold. Got you. Yeah. See, I'm sold. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> is that like an irrational fear of yours that you'll get called in for something you didn't commit? Oh, of course. That's like one of those, one of the, re- the reoccurring dreams. I have one of those dreams or oh, come really? a crime I didn't commit. What are you usually accused of? Murder. Mm. <laughs> and then um, Just your standard. Run-the-mill also, murder, yeah. I also have a reoccurring dream that is really specific where I'm in a hostage situation where a guy has come in and he's got a gun on all of us. And then I managed to convince the guy, like I'll go up to the guy and say, you know, I can just leave, right? Yeah. And he'd be like, no, this is a hostage situation. I'm just like, but I'm just going to go, <laughs> you know? And then he eventually goes like, yeah, I, I guess. And then I like walk and then I'm like, it's just me like running away. But I've had it many, 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 many times. Wow. I had a dream that recently, uh, I don't I don't think I told either of you this, with you and your beautiful wife, Natalie, were there and it was a mass shooter situation. And I was the only one who survived. Great. Wow. <laughs> and I, hid. I know, I'm sorry. Excellent. And I no, hid. it's very scary. And I felt like yeah. an awful human because I hid and like I felt like I did something wrong and Survivor's you all died deal. and it's, I felt yeah. terrible. You guys oh, yeah. were there. Tyler Bradbury was there. All the all, all, all of our all Each of our one of us No, the key is again, rush the shooter. Yeah. Oh. I feel like go See? towards a gun, run away from a knife. Oh, you were like so perfect for. I, I'm gonna have to push back on that one. Though. I got, I, I got I'm a little scared. I got edified running at a, a gun. No, because it's harder for them if you literally go like, you juke a guy with a gun, okay, and you get close, it'll panic a guy. A guy with a knife can hurt you real bad, even very, accidentally, very easily. Yeah, very but easily. if he has a gun and you're like going like this, what's to stop him from going to be like boom, 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 boom? Because I mean, he might, but then he might <laughs> hurt himself in the process. I waved yeah. my hand. Yeah. <laughs> But that's what I heard. It's the, the idea is that proximity makes it very difficult. The close proximity, the closer you get in there, mm-hmm. like it's, it makes them harder for him to aim. Hmm. Oh. And I'm using him, even though it could also I be mean, statistically. But statistically, we I know. think you know. Again, it's up to you guys to really start even those numbers. Okay. <laughs> right? It's up to. I feel like that's where true equality will be reached. <laughs> Just when women start snapping. Yeah, when they start going. go full incel. Because right now we're all onto y'all fucking games now. All right, because we know you poison. We know you put, oh, the, yeah, it's all, it's do. in the Gatorade. It's in the, do you see this story out of New Zealand? This woman made a full, I'm talking about, took a six hour process of making a beef Wellington. Killed her whole family using these mushrooms in the, because you take it. Oh, I love a beef Wellington. Yeah. Because, you know, you get the nice sirloin and then if you get it a nice crunch. mushroom melange. And at first she was like, oh, I didn't know that these were the, they're called like death's touch mushrooms. And then like, but they were like, yeah, you did because you mixed them in with button mushrooms. And they're called Death's Touch. It's something like that. It was just something <laughs> called like the Grim Reaper's nipples or something. Some kind don't of like, eat these. don't have these, you know? And then, uh, yeah, she'd kill a whole family with it. Um, but we're on your game, women. We know. <laughs> we know you poison. It's we know it. We watch it. Because there was also that Mormon woman. You did this story? No. Corey, what's her last name? So what she did was she had been slowly poisoning her husband over time. And he kept saying, 
guys, just straight up, my wife is trying to kill me. And they're all like, no, no, no. She's bad at cooking. And it turned into, because in the Mormon religion, they're extremely afraid of divorce, right? That is mm-hmm. like a black yeah. mark. Like They don't want to deal with it. So she just kept getting good at it until finally she got him. Right? She poisoned him to oh, death. Oh, so she was trying and trying. Oh, yeah. To and, and he and thought he was su- just getting bad food poisoning because she's well, a bad no, cook. No, no. It sounded like he suspected her but still kept eating the food. Yes, because he it's it's a very powerful thing within it's certain. Thing. It's, a, it's an orthodox religion style. Like, I'm just going to act like things are chill. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just going to act like. Because, you know, in that world, you do believe that God is going to protect you. As a plan. See how that worked out. And then what happened was is that it got him, right? She got him. Yeah. And then after the fact, she then wrote a book. If I did it. No, it was a book on her uh, explaining how to go through the grieving process of losing a husband with children. And it was his children's book. It was for children. And it turned out it was all obviously a full, like she got busted wide open. Turned out she had been looking for fentanyl on the black market. She poisoned Wait. him with fentanyl. Oh, fentanyl. I thought she, she got him with also fentanyl. had a drug problem. No, okay. no. Because no. she said she, <laughs> she tried to frame him for having a drug problem because he ate weed edibles every once in a while. Which is, mm. again, in the Mormon world, like, might as well be crack cocaine. Mm-hmm. Sure. So they were like, whoa. You know, like, he was. she tried to paint him as a drug addict. And this was an accidental, like, overdose. And they're all like, yeah, it's, fentanyl is like, you have to go look for that. Yeah. You, like, you have to go it. get it. Especially if you're getting weed edibles mm-hmm. yeah so she and got that was him good probably hard enough for them to get and that's legal oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah because yeah because utah it's hard to get you just got to go i guess you drive it across the border yeah, yeah. you boof it you yeah. boof it you know but i uh that's why yeah so we know you guys poison <laughs> i gotta mean, be careful <laughs> yeah you men and, and and women i will say next to you in when i lived in brooklyn i converted a backyard and that i was growing things out of and this um little this plant started showing up and um it had these little berries on it and I was like, what is this? And so I like took pictures from there and I was like, guys, do you know what this is? Poison. It was yep. Belladonna. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's full ass poison. <laughs> and um and, and my instinct was to take it and jar it. I don't know why. You're like, this'll keep the particles inside the jar? <laughs> I know to take No, just them. for later use. Like, I don't know what I thought I was gonna do wow. with it. And it's like in time, your DNA, right? Look into poison. And at the time my roommates were like no, we're not keeping. I was like, oh yeah, 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 you're right, yeah. Yeah, you're, cool. <laughs> you're right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, like, I wasn't. No, you were. I was. That was just for you, if you want. No, isn't this a funny bit? Yeah. <laughs> I was just bringing poison into the house. No, no, I would never. Okay, wait. Actually, a powder flash. I don't think it was actually Belladonna. It was like nightshade, Something and it bad. wasn't as poisonous as the Belladonna one. They're like still one of the biggies, right? But still, like, and I had tried it. I ate it. Because I was like, what is this? I Like, before I knew what it was, didn't die, though. Like, I was fine. No no problem. Oh. You're building immunity? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. just a little bit by (laughs) So that one, she serves two, and they can pick either one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a princess bride. It's like what they used to do, and they, like, like, us. You know how you ch- you cheers to like to let bl- some yeah. slosh into the other. So that's other. just me preparing myself for the mm. little bit trace amounts. You know. Oh yeah. Prepare yourself. Wait, is that where cheers like? Is that yeah, one? Yeah, you things? didn't know what that's coming. No. From? Yeah. So that the liquid would slosh into the other. So cups. that it wouldn't be like, so you're not poisoning me. Or, yeah. Wow. Yeah, and that's why like they do it like aggressively. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Because you gotta like get it in there, and that's how you know. Gotta yeah, get it's it in. And if they won't, if it won't toast you, cheers with you. Yeah, I had no idea. You didn't know yep. that? I like, feel like so many. You had your wife in here, a history buff. She totally would know. Yeah, I feel like so many uh, customary things come from. I'm just making sure you're not trying to kill me. Oh yeah, because yeah. back in the day, you had to because people had to really keep their heads on a swivel, mm-hmm. and uh, we kind of let that go. And I actually don't think that I think it was a mistake. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're too what, trusting what, now. What, yeah. what, what would you? What would you still? What practices would you keep with you today? I think everyone should have a sword. <laughs> just all I, think on, yeah. I think things would be more honest if we all had a sword, not guns. So open carry, people can't use sword. it, but with a sword. But with sword. A sword. Yeah, maybe that's the maybe that's the compromise you need to bring to the the NRA. You just have to be like, listen, no uh, guns, but you can have swords. That would be incredible. Honestly, if you could figure out how to use a trebuchet. That'd what be fun. That? Like a big the, lance. The big... Oh. Or is oh. that trebuchet? Is that the one? The yeah, one trebuchet that is like the, the catapult thing. thing. What's yeah. the one that like the pitchfork? Uh, That'd are you be thinking cool. of uh, a, a bayonet on, on a Something gun? like that. But they uh, also go like, you know, whatever it is. I'm just saying long form weapons. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? If you could do a bow and arrow, you can do one. Yeah, but not. what about crossbow? Because that kind of takes a lot of the work out of it. Yeah, I know, that's, that's why a... I want one. I want one. 
Yeah. I want a crossbow real bad. But apparently, my, they're more dangerous than you think they are. That's my favorite Buffy the Vampire Slayer weapon. Stakes on a crossbow. Yeah, Badass. Awesome. Badass. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, you're right. I think this are, there's really something to this, though. There like, should be more open parlays. <laughs> When you meet people, like you go to a neutral space where you all like have to go and everyone gets pat down, you know, and you meet being like, I'm here to meet you on a business venture. Like that style. Like you know, it's well, always we're like. always having meetings as if we're in the mob. That's oh, every that's time. the only way we but negotiate in this business. That's how I want to meet my dog sitter. Natalie and I got into that. We were getting a new dog sitter. I was like, well, we're going to interview the dog sitter. And she was like, why? I was like, oh, no, that's our daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh like, God. no, no, we got to do it because I, I do understand. But I was just like, no, no, no. I grill these people. Yeah. You know <laughs> what I mean? It takes some time. I want to know you. You, sit th- you do your police interrogation. It's like, Listen, let me help you out. This whole thing is a bit like, don't you want to tell your story? Because if you don't tell your story now, you're not going to have an opportunity chance. to tell yeah. your story. Right? Because you just have to kind of think, let go, me help you. And then they go, well, I lost my dog as a child. And like, get out. <laughs> First mistake. You let it die. You let it die. <laughs> this is your fault. It's your fault. I don't care what your therapist or your stupid mother says. You did it. Because the dog would have been alive if you had sat it properly. properly yeah. Yeah. All right. No, I'm hard on him. <laughs> oh yeah. What else do you no. ask? No, not really. But I do. Too. I just, I just feel like you got to do more. You got to. I feel like there's more. Like you can't just go off the Yelp. You just can't go off the Yelp. No. Nope. Yeah, get in there because they pay for that shit. They do. Yeah. And also they can say whatever they want on the computer. Mm-hmm. The computer, man. I want to see your eyeballs. I want to smell what you smell like. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because then it shows a lot. The dog depends too. On the dog too. Very important for the dog. Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. Utterly. And then I want to know like. <laughs> You know, yeah, I do ask where you're from. What do you do? Where at now? What are your goals? What's the, why are plan. we here? Like yeah. literally, why are we here? I I now have all these cameras in my house, and it's not for true crime or like any paranoia. It's for when my dog sitter watches my dogs. I have to travel for work quite a bit. I, I need to know at all times. I don't what's do happening. I don't do cameras inside. Yeah, because I'm not Nixoning myself. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Cameras outside. Not letting any <laughs> evidence. I walk around. No, no, no. That is my. That is my evidence-free zone. Yeah. I'll come home and I'll like forget that the cameras are on. Oh, of and I'm like, ah, home from the convention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. in my socks. But for the most part, you're seeing it, except for all of the the. Uh, there's a group of Malaysian men that are loving your stream. <laughs> But that, but otherwise, they're watching it from deep inside the Amazon headquarters. Like, I guess they have to. <laughs> oh yeah, is it is it like full right? on like Amazon's home the- ecosystem? Is it like Dot or Echo related? It's uh yeah it do- yeah it is. Mm, it oh is yeah, Basil actually. Oh he's like he's watching each one. Bring up another feed. Yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, it's a convention <laughs> weekend. Bring up Great. another feed. It's random feed Friday. <laughs> the problem is like now we've gotten especially with this strike. Like, we've done a few more conventions. Uh, James, I met at a convention. That's how like mm-hmm. we've done a few more of the horror conventions and um. Like my routine is I get in like late at night on Sunday and it is like let the dog out, get comfy, eat the burrito. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like not the, sexy at the all. view of me truly <laughs> post convention. Like I know this 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 like this feeling where it's like I got jeans on, no shirt, no socks or shoes. I'm sitting there, I have ordered seventy five dollars from Chinese food restaurant. That it's me I do that and then it's just eat like nobody's watching. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you, you just kind of like horse. you just kind of like lay on the couch until the food's there. You just it's waiting. my favorite. Yeah, I love that's my favorite type of freedom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. Couch. Well, I'm also a little OCD, so like not only and I'm I have my dog sitter stay at my house with my dogs. Yes. I cannot possibly be alone for no unacceptable. Oh no, my so, dogs have a full a human is paid to be less important than them <laughs> for a period of time. It is really sad. I love our like, dogs are just nothing but respect. Obviously, we treat them respect, of yeah. course. But but it's so hard. We're like they know the dog's the boss. Yeah. Yes. the dog tells could tell them if they could be like fuck off for an hour, <laughs> get out of here. We're trying to hang out here. You know what I mean, like the dog could do that. And they'd be like, oh, okay. All right, well. Yeah, so like I, but I but I have them stay. So I clean, and I'm a little OCD and a little bit of a germaphobe. So I come home and I clean my house. Yep. So not only am I like in full like relaxation mode eating the burrito, but I'm also cleaning the house. Like Jeff Bezos, like that feed. Yeah. It's so bad. That guy's in a weird shit, man. She obviously <laughs> needs to think about being medicated. This is hypervigilance. <laughs> like I can see right now. Yeah, he's diagnosing you from his, his helipad. Yeah. <laughs> he has like 50 screens up at once and he's she just could wh- deal with honestly having one person 
once or twice a month. Go in there and clean it for you. <laughs> I wish it. Let's send her an ad. <laughs> yeah. Like looking for targeted local- ad. <laughs> How do you think those ads get targeted? Yeah, that's it. It's Fuck just him watching the entire time. She really could use our wi- our mouth whitening service <laughs> because she's not getting enough of that burrito in one go. <laughs> we can do these. We'll get him over here. <laughs> God, I want. I I also was at a haunted house recently where they gave me a tour, and it was like one of the best in the country. So they gave me a tour of their like backstage, and they also have a room like a command center yeah. of just televisions and cameras so of cool. like every yeah. that's thing that's happening. I was just at really? horror nights, and I noticed it walking through the mazes. I would like look behind me from where a uh, scare actor jumped out, and sometimes you see like the monitor from where they came out, and I was like, they're watching oh, you. They're well, fucking watching, and those are the high tech ones. Though. Yeah. yeah. Not you know, like, like, little, like little, yeah. cause um, not scary is a little bit, they have some cameras, but not like HHN. And then also you have like, I did the, the, uh, this year I finally did the Hayride, the Haunted uh-huh. Hayride, oh, yeah, yeah. which is great too, but it's super like, it's very lo-fi, mm-hmm. which is great, yeah. but it's old school. Like they're just watching your feet go, Yeah, you know, which is, I love, but yeah. that's kind of my dream is to like, run I want to run a Haunted House. Yeah. Oh, oh. Would, would it be, be an extreme one or would it be a more run of the mill? Truly. I don't believe in physical pain being a part of my spooky process. I much would rather. I like to be scared. Yeah. yeah. Don't touch me. There's a spectrum <laughs> you know? there. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah. so I even agree. jump. I okay. Agree. Yell. No touch, even if it's not painful. No you touch don't me. Don't want the no touch. No okay. touch me. Okay. But the rest of it, I love. Squirted yeah. with water. Chucky was puking all over me. I uh, kind of don't like. I, oh, he was puking. I yeah, I, I rounded the corner and there was just like a Chucky sitting there, and I was okay. like, "Why is he here?" And Whoa. as I said that, just a stream <laughs> of water came out of his <laughs> mouth, hit me in the face, and Which I was like, "Kind of hilarious." Shouldn't have asked because it's like you know when the hanging bodies and the stuff. I'm, I'm always like, "Ew, ew," it sneaks me out. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah I mean, because I'm also a You and I are butt very holes. similar. The buttholes that you go through, you know, when it's like the air filled. I don't like. Feet, you know I don't like the signs touching me. You know. Oh, touch me. Oh, the, the, the big balloons. Yeah, the big like, buttholes. Yeah. I yeah. hate that. I, I've, I've never called them that, but I know they, they are buttholes. Okay. But I don't want right. other person's saliva to possibly touch me. Yeah, yes. or even just sweat. I don't want your arm off. hair mm-hmm. particles yeah. to touch me. Mm-hmm. All right? I don't like it. I don't like... Uh. <laughs> but I. But that's why for the haunted house, Michael, I do like the idea of... You just want a nice family... Well, not family. I do oh. want it to be terrifying. Oh, I want okay. it to be very scary. Yeah. But it's about atmosphere. Yeah. You know, like my friends, uh, Shane Morton, who runs this thing called the Silver Scream Spook Show in Atlanta, who did all of the art design for Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell, the show I did for Adult Swim. He's like, so he's begun to run his own haunt at his home. That is really great. It's really, really cool. But they're ramping up to this project that's going to be like, you go out in the middle of nowhere. Because they used to do a thing called the Atlanta Zombie Apocalypse. That was very frightening because you go out into the middle of the Georgian wilderness mm. and it's just this. It's awesome. It's like just nothing but barbed wire fences around a thing. You go in. It's super scary. Like that's what I like is yeah. that it's got a story. Like it had a storyline. Yeah. So it would take you through like a storyline and then it would also. So the, the actors were really good. I think that's kind of the key. And then you just have a lot of being really, really, really scared. Yeah. And that's my goal. Just really waste that money. Because yeah. if you really want to find an opportunity they to waste <laughs> thousands and thousands of dollars, you run a And how house. many actors were dressed as zombies? Well, he did. It was, they probably had a cast of about 20. This okay. seems like something our dear friend Doug Sackman. Oh, Doug. Would, oh, yeah. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Doug Sackman is a is an effects artist and filmmaker. Like, he's Natalie's, uh, he's Natalie Shane. That's how we always talk about it. We're like, oh. Shane's my scary old buddy. Doug is her scary old buddy. And now it's my scary old buddy. Yeah. he he. So he not only is like a, a really great effects artist, or he works um, right now on Netflix for- Unsolved Mysteries. Unsolved Mysteries, oh, yes. Okay. So he's not only like a really, really great effects artist and filmmaker, but he also runs the New York, these zombie events, particularly the New York City Zombie yeah, Crawl, but does like a, where okay. he will rally like- hundreds of people full zombie to like just like do things like so the zombie crawl itself they go down the streets of new york but then i've seen him like do events we've done an episode of um uh oh my god why am i blanking uh uh, i don't come to me later we've done television episodes where he's like he like puts out a thing like i need 500 zombies we're gonna pull this epic prank and like we like they come and we do it and like we make them all up and like make it it's like it's a lot of like the effect stuff i know how to do i've learned like working with doug because you know it's good old-fashioned 
parking yeah. lot makeup jobs. Yeah. That then go to, I do think that obviously there's vibes. Yeah. Because like Shane Morton's kind of a little bit the same too, where there's like, it's the elevated parking lot makeup that yeah. slowly moves its way to like full pro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's, I love it. That's my yeah. favorite kind of aesthetic. And I love, I don't know, the idea of bringing scary to reality yeah. is awesome. But how, so how would you make a haunt terrifying? Because I feel like so many of them, especially on the mainstream ones, are it's just, you know, the standard jump out, loud noise, flashing light. And after a while, you just kind of get desensitized to that kind of scare. So, like, my thing is, yeah, it's about atmosphere as a whole, is that it's not about just the haunt, mm-hmm. yeah. it's about the lead up to the haunt, right? Like, Haunted Hayride does this really well in LA, where Yes, like Halloween Horror Nights has like the scare zones and like, you know, not scary also scare zones. Not scary, I still love, you know, mm-hmm. but there's there's something about how like you go to a place and the entire place is there. Everyone's in character. Yeah. Yeah. And so everybody you meet is a part of a grand because I feel like you add more of a theatrical end where it's a grand storyline for this whole thing. Yeah. That you are subject to. Like probably closer to like a sleep no more style, yeah. mm-hmm. which is what they were doing at the AZA. Yeah. Where you kind of like get interested in the plot, have other elements be creepy, and then ramp up to scary, back to creepy. So it keeps it a low hum of what in the living hell is going on here. Yeah. What is this? Because that state to, of hypervigilance yes. yeah. is what is actually terrifying. It's like keeping your body never in a relaxed state. Tension. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like super, like a, 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 a long, like just a large amount of tension, especially also get you isolated. I think it's partially, it's like, you know, when you're in the theme parks, again, so okay. Natalie doesn't really like haunted houses. I like the haunted houses aspect. What's great about Not Scary Farms, why it's the probably the best in the SoCal area, yeah. is that you got all the roller coasters active and the haunts so you get to do full theme park which is great and you get to do the haunts but i feel like it kind of bumps you out that idea of having to travel yeah and you sign up for a thing that isn't set up to be a haunted house that is set up to be something else yeah and then you are becoming more and more scared as you arrive you know like and you set it out there you get to put it out in the middle of nowhere I feel like it has to feel really real. It sounds like Hell yeah. House uh, LLC. But my pro- I love Hell House. Yeah. L- that was one of my favorite what new. What is that? I don't oh, know. Oh, that's this. a found footage film. Uh, it's good. Oh, and I Origins is good. I know. The, I know oh, the, I is know that the, the new film. one yes. that just came out? Oh, yeah. yeah Origins is fucking yeah. good. I haven't now, seen any of the sequels. We were yet. just saying that was one of, I actually think Hell House LLC is one of the more successful franchises I've seen in a minute. Okay. All of them are good. So I've heard mixed things about the sequels, but I'll have to check them out. That first one I love. I've seen the first. I thought you were talking about a haunt. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love all sequels. I like I'm, they're my children. Yeah. yeah. They're my children. I cannot choose in between. But I do, but I like that idea of like, you know, like getting out there in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Again, how do we how do we bring the fantastic back to a world where we are so ensconced in the internet that everyone's so fucking over it? Yeah. All all of these poor kids, I feel so bad for the the, the zoomers in many ways. Yeah. Because they're so fucking over it. You know, and it's like, I do understand. I was there too, you know, like as a kid. And I feel like there's something about like, what are the little things that could bring back the, oh, I don't know exactly what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. vibe. Like you can't just go like fake. Yeah. You know, you're can't more just, like, because yeah. yeah. you know, it's fake. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a thing. You, but, you're signing up for an, ex- you know, it's not real. Yes. But for seconds at a time. You might think it's yeah. real. And I think that's one of those things. Like, I'm trying to do things. So our two, like, we have two friends with kids now. Yeah. And we've never had kids around us at all. And I was <laughs> like, and, you know, my wife and I aren't having kids. But I was like, you know what I'd love to do is create an experience for the kids. Because they were always like, are we doing the Santa thing? And they both said yes. Mm-hmm. I was like, let me become Santa. Santa. <laughs> and and f- get in there. Create a LARP. Like, LARP it. Show up like around Thanksgiving, like you say that I'm on the roof checking the chimney to see if I can get and down the chimney. See, yeah, you're but I'm in work clothes. Oh, I'm not into. I've got the beard, but I'm like in workman's clothes. I'm mm-hmm. in my like, like casual. In so then they start yeah. seeing Santa in real life when they're out and about. And yeah. bearded man could be Santa. Never know. Yeah. yeah. So you better be good. Yeah. yeah. That's how he right? observes oh, you. As yeah. he observes you everywhere, mm-hmm. he's got little eyes on it you. Doesn't at all even times. necessarily need to be a 24/7. It's more like the random sampling thing. You, know? you never know when yeah. Santa's gonna roll up. 
Oh. oh. Think it's some holiday magic. Someone's coming to town. <laughs> Who's coming? Well, it's not Santa. And who's it gonna be? It's Crampton Claw. Oh! <laughs> and I'm back! Yeah! Yay! Hi! Oh, so good! Oh my god, this is so fun! This is great. So, you guys were talking earlier about, you know, you were saying people who watch horror movies are more self actualized as people because they get to experience things and watch the screen mm -hmm. and then they feel themselves being kind of victorious or not but they can see themselves in a scenario and then somehow that makes you braver and i and, think so yeah and I, that, you know I, obviously it's a personal experience and i do think that there are people i understand people who don't like horror i do understand not wanting to see the imagery but mm. once you realize it's art and you can kind of right. let someone take you on an emotional journey to some other place. And I think yeah. it, it helps me. But what you do is kind of examine like real life horrors. Yes. And that, that to me, how do you distinguish between that? Or you can't distinguish between that. I mean, you're a funny guy, but that has to affect you on a deep level because you really kind of study that stuff. It uh, it really can. and stuff. It yeah. definitely affects the way I view people as a whole. Um, in terms of like what I've heard many times, but it's true that like humans are dangerous. A person is nice, mm -hmm. you know, right. like you do learn a little bit about that. Also, um, in, in many ways, it is helpful and hurtful where I do understand not to let someone just in mm -hmm. to your life because you don't really know anyone, even someone you've known for many years. <laughs> Not fun, right? Yeah, no, it's fun. No, it's, yeah. you don't want to go too yeah. deep into this. It gets a lot, but I, I feel that I uh, then mm. I'm not afraid in many ways because I still just love to make mm -hmm. people laugh, and I like to do my yeah. job, and I'm a yeah. professional comedian. I like to do live shows. Or mm -hmm. I like to be out there. I like to meet all the people who listen to the show, yeah. and so in that way, it helps remind me that not all people are a sea of demons. It reminds me of a couple times I've had some experiences where I knew somebody, either kind of, you know, for a month or so or for even longer. And I was in a dangerous situation two times in my know. life. Yeah, you just I didn't know. know. And it happened and I was like, holy shit, am I going to be able to get out of this? That's happened twice in my life. Oh, okay, two things yeah. I think it's important for people to know is that honestly, I know there's a lot of people who talk about this. This is my main, this might be controversial, but I do believe that closure is overrated. If you don't oh, want to talk to somebody, you, know you just fucking bug Hello. the living fuck that, out. That's exactly one of the things that happened to me. I broke up with somebody and he didn't want me to break up with him. Yes, you <gasps> just move, you just go. Well, I moved, I moved away. <laughs> I moved to Los Angeles. <laughs> but, uh, we were together in, in Massachusetts and uh, one day, maybe six months into me living in Los Angeles, I parked my car and then I saw this guy like walking up the street and I looked at him and it was my ex-boyfriend, David. Oh my God. And I was like, what are you doing here? You don't even live here. Yeah. And he had a plastic bag and he said, he was kind of mournful and kind of like crying a little bit. And I said, oh, do you want to come up? Do you want to come in? No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no. So he came into my apartment and I was living with somebody at the time, but she wasn't there. And we started talking and he was really mad that I broke up with him and started getting really angry. And then he opened up the bag. And there was a head inside. No, what was in the bag were pictures of us. Oh my gosh. And so much eight worse. by 10 so of me. Yeah, yeah, that's so much worse. I'd rather ripped, have the head in the bag. But yeah. ripped apart, in oh, ripped he was into like, Here's shreds. And then he like dumped it out fashion. and he started acting, you know, kind of really mean and stuff. Yeah. and. I thought, oh, this, I'm really in a bad situation. It could go either way here. So I just tried to calm him down as much as possible and be super sweet and nice. And then I said, let's go out for coffee. Let's go out, let's go out. So, you know, I, I said, I'm not gonna leave you. Like, don't, yeah. you're leaving, go away. I said, let's go out together. So once we were outside, then there was people in the street and I said, you're, you're done. Yeah. Go, yeah. Goodbye. Yeah. When you're dealing yeah. with a crazy person, I think it is very often it is very good to bring them close and then push them away. Yeah. When like, you're dealing with a crazy person, <laughs> bring them with, like the gun thing. Like, like, I don't like, go in. Yeah. I We're like the idea that you have yeah. to deescalate. I, 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 I understand. I just don't, yeah. I don't know mm -hmm. if the bringing close, I feel 
Just oh, don't. Yeah. Just again, I get these. Well, I brought him close. Emotionally, I brought him close. Yes. Like, yes. Oh, I feel your pain, and yes. I'm really sorry. To get them to. And yeah. so that's what you mean, like metaphorically. And then you yeah, get yeah. out into a public scenario, mm -hmm. and then you just. Cut loose. Just leave. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You literally just leave. You just walk away. But yeah. that's, it's hard. It's very scary, yeah. of course. And that's what they always talk about, too. Mm -hmm. that, you know, very serious. But they talk about, especially in uh, abuse situations, the most dangerous situation, the most dangerous period is always when the the middle ground of we've broken up, but I'm not gone. Mm -hmm. I'm in this transition oh. out. That 100%. is normally when bad stuff yeah. happens. Yeah. So it's. That's where I was right yes. there, kind of. Mm -hmm. You yes. know, yeah. that's why, you know, again, I just say just just ghost them. I, if you, I like if they scare saying, you, just ghost them. I've never heard anybody say that before. Closure is overrated. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes. Yeah. I don't know. You know, yeah, yeah. if it's a normal breakup, obviously people talk about yeah. stuff and you've got, I, I do know people it's like that's different. I'm just saying closure across the board. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know? I have an ex that continuously reaches out and I ignore. And I, one, when he did in the beginning reach out, I said, you know, like, why, why are you like, he was like explaining all of this stuff from like years prior about the breakup. I was like, why are you telling me all of this? And he said, well, I just never got to say I'm sorry. And I was like, I yeah, don't you're not doing it though. I, yeah. yeah, I don't need to hear it. It yeah. just kind of makes it like, it just makes you uncomfortable. Yes. But I, again, it. you know, you know, a, a psychologist once said to me something that I'll never forget. Being an adult is being able to live with unresolved issues. Sure. Yeah. That's part of it. Yes. So sometimes things don't get figured out. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's okay. Yeah. Anyway, that brings us to our next segment of the show because I am the side barb. <laughs> you know what's a nightmare? Dehydration. <sighs> yeah. You know what's an even worse nightmare? plastic pollution. That's why we love Liquid Death and their evil mission to murder your thirst and kill plastic pollution. That's right. Their aluminum cans are as metal as they get. <laughs> so pick some up today because we all need something uh, refreshing to reach for when we wake up from a nightmare. It's true. Cheers. Yeah. We play games with our guests. We need a theme song for yes. you when you come on. Side barb. Side it's barb. a side barb. Bar. <laughs> Wait, I, I know I need a theme song. Come on. I do. I got that. You need to get like a yeah. yeah, get a heavy metal guitar, or do you want to be gothic scary? Or do you want uh, to be That's a good side question. Barb. <laughs> That's a good or, mixture between. Or smooth jazz, or Ooh. yeah, maybe. Right. We'll I can play sax. So. Oh yeah, he can. Oh, yeah? We oh, learned yeah. that at Silver Scream Con. He was well, great. Yeah. Oh, we're really? like you can play sax. sax. So we want to call him. Mm -hmm. But anyway, so for this uh, for this other. segment, we're gonna play a game, and it kind of ties in with what you do. Being a comedian sure. and also an actor, I try to be. And um, I'm definitely there's certain movies I just want. Oh, I just watch. Oh, Flowers of the Killer Moon. Yeah. And it's Lily Gladstone made me realize I was like, oh, I'm not an actor. <laughs> yeah. really? like, I I'm, don't I'm perform. In. Yeah, yeah, I'm oh, in really? things. Yeah, is I'm, she amazing? Oh yeah, she's better than Leo. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh really? Oh, she's great. Oh, sure. She's great. But there's like oh. parts where I was just like, oh wow, I'm. I'm not good. Yeah. Right. Most of that movie, my, my only negative experience with that movie is more of her, please. Yeah, please I want her in there. So more. Is that right? So it's mostly the I other guys. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. But, it's, but, it's, but it's still great. It's still good. That's a lot better. You've worked with Leo. You were in Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. He was, and he's great. Yeah, I hope, very, I very hope you see him and you tell him, dude, step it up. Yeah, <laughs> you will answer my emails. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, they're I all. I did my mail him one time. I'm very drunk. I didn't get back. Oh, no. Okay, so we're gonna start with a scenario and it's going to be a sort of situation. And I'm gonna start, it's a nightmare. I'm going to describe something. And then the object of this is for you to say, how are you gonna get out of this nightmare? And then Catherine and James, and I guess me too, this is the first time we've done mm -hmm. this game, are going to come up with obstacles for you in like, I'm gonna create a scenario that you have to get out. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna create a scenario that you have to get out. Then you're in gonna real say life how or? you're gonna get out of it. No, in the game. Okay, yeah, you're not gonna, we're gonna, not gonna go to another room. No, and then they're gonna come up with an obstacle for you not to be able to um, get out of that situation. Mm -hmm. And then you're gonna try again, and then we're gonna create more obstacles until finally you're able to wake up from your nightmare. 
And I think as we play the game, like in all first games, it'll become clear as we go, go on. So, yeah. so our responses mm -hmm. to solutions could be dream logic. Yeah, it's, it's dream logic. So yeah. all bets are off. Mm -hmm. Anything could happen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready. <laughs> you okay. could turn purple. <laughs> oh no! But I, I wouldn't. You know what? I would be the same. It's about what's inside that matters. You're right. That's okay. So picture yourself, everybody. You are a child in a classroom and you're in fourth grade. Mrs. Kramer. Okay. Just a bitch. Just visualize it, yeah. And there's a few kids around you and all of the windows and doors are locked and only you can see that the teacher is a monster and nobody else can see that. Okay. What, are you, what are you gonna do? Right, so I know I'm seeing flashes of this teacher being a monster but now we mean an actual like a monster like a cool monster not like a real human monster yeah it's up to you it's your she's nightmare. not a fiddler no okay no. it's up to you it's your it's your monster I, your nightmare ah that's horrible well let me do a regular monster okay because that's much worse yes a fiddler because also my problem is too is that there was a there was a molestation scandal at my church and i was one of the only ones that wasn't and i think oh. it's because i gossip what? It's because I got a big mouth. Wow. Oh, and really? I would just use it for material. Yeah, I'd be like, you guys suck Father Michael's dick. Like, I know I'd be like that. You know? And like, he's crazy. He's got crazy. You know? But I think that if it was a monster, what I would do is... So so this is a dangerous monster? That's a dangerous monster, yeah. yeah. Fucking dangerous. Yeah. I feel like I'd go straight for the... Mrs. Kramer's a monster! Like that style yeah, of being like, I know for a fact! I know what I saw, that you're a monster. Yeah. And just start, like, going at her publicly. Yeah. I'm that... just being like, you know, because then at least I can get thrown out for insubordination. Because then I'm out. Okay. Okay, and then what would you say to but that? But then the monster, Mrs. Kramer, the monster goes, I'm not a monster, kids. Look at how nice I am. And she, like, gives the, starts, like, tossing out candy. This is what and, monster does. And starts tossing out candy. And the, and the kids are like, yeah, Henry, what kind of monster gives us candy? And she like slowly walks to the door and makes sure that it's locked. I say, you guys are all slaves to the Matrix. You guys don't know what the hell's going on here, man. Like you guys like, be real with yourselves. You know, I'm having a whole conversation with them. Yeah. Being like, think about what we're signing up for. We're selling the souls. For what, Rolos? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know what, Henry, you're such a master orator that I, th I think the, the <laughs> classmates respond and they're like, yeah, he does have a point. She is a monster. I can kind of see it now. We're cool with it. Whoa, they're leaning in. They're uh -huh. leaning into it. And they decide that since you're the one who's causing trouble for their beloved Mrs. Kramer monster, who's giving them Rolos and other better candies, that uh, you might be the problem to deal with. And they start getting up out of their, their chairs and coming Rise. towards you. And yeah. I'd be like, guys, you know what? I've been thinking long hard about this. I'll pull out my little radio. iPhone? It he it. did the mash. <laughs> he did the monster mash. The monster mash. <laughs> I'd be like, maybe yeah. I'm cool too. Uh -huh. Bring him close. Push him away. He <laughs> did the mash. Right, Go on with the flash. I mean, like, I'm like, yeah, me too. Yeah, oh yeah, you're right. Oh, you guys are crazy. Guys, I gotta take a huge shit. Can we go? Like, and then I'll get out, right? Because then maybe I feel like that's the way to do it. Is that you can be like, I can't wait to hang out with you guys and be monsters together as a crew, mm -hmm. but I'm going to make big dumps. And I got to get up out of here. Okay, I'm letting you out the door because that was brilliant because it's exactly what we just said when we talked about me walking up the street and meeting my ex-boyfriend David yeah. and saying to him, Oh yeah, man, let's go out for coffee. Uh -huh. Yeah, everything's fine. You're good. That's exactly what you did. Okay, uh -huh. you learned a lesson yeah, here and you applied it. Love it. Yeah. This is and then again, I think that's an also a good thing that you can really use that quite often is yeah. to tell whoever you're dealing with that you to disarm have, people. You have yeah. horrible diarrhea. <laughs> I you gotta like, get the living hell out of here. I feel like this scene could have been a little interstitial in the middle of uh, two parts of an Arthur episode where it tells you like how to deal with situations like this. <laughs> yes, and I think yes. We, we learned a lesson, we applied it. Because you can get out of a uh, uh, speeding ticket for telling them you have to take a shit. Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, try it. Yeah, dude. Oh my I God, I am totally doing that. Oh yeah, yeah. and then they don't believe you. You could do the thing, you, you go like, my period. Oh. 
No cop well, on. They're all like, oh, whoa. How do I deal with that? Yeah. Yeah. You just go like. <laughs> they don't know. Yeah. Was this oh, whoa. I'm having a baby. <laughs> <laughs> my baby. <laughs> One time when my mom was driving us, we were kids, uh, she got pulled over and I pretended to be asleep in the back of the car. It was my idea. <laughs> Like, did that help? I, what I, what he did that accomplish? Her, he didn't give her a ticket. I just was like in the back. It's like, oh, my kid, you know. Yeah, oh, Wyatt, don't, don't. She's drunk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I want to wake her up. Me and a few so other hungry. kids uh, did the same thing when cops raided a party we were having when we, we were teenagers, and we avoided uh, uh, getting in trouble. You were just sleeping. Yeah, we, were we just didn't know what was happening. We were, we were sleeping the whole time. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, I hid in a freezer. Yeah. Uh, and then pretended to be asleep. Yeah. It's such a funny idea of like showing up to a kid's party. They're all like lying down on the ground be like things seem to be fine maybe okay. it's like you whoop, whoop, like back away you were like yeah. you could all be dead from carbon monoxide poisoning you know okay this has been fun but i have to go and i know you guys have more conversations to have mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. really good to see you so nice yeah this really was wonderful fun. okay thank you so much see you later oh <gasps> don't go it's too late She's i always gone. wish you'd stick around longer yeah i guess we were too naughty now you go on my list. <laughs> Part of me thinks like you're creating a sense of imagination for these children. You know what I mean? That's what I'm saying in my head. I'm like, how generous, Henry. How incredible. What an amazing idea, Henry. And then the two fathers were all like, you could also fuck them up endlessly. It could make them, it could ruin you their lives. You the thing they have nightmares about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. never knew. There's a series of lies that you fed them over many years. <laughs> They might feel betrayed That's by what you. That's they're in their therapy with. And then this guy, this friend he of my He wasn't step. even my father. He wasn't even related. <laughs> yeah, he was just my dad's buddy. <laughs> Took it upon himself to create a full-on photorealistic Christmas experience for us. <laughs> I'll show up with reindeer. You'll just <laughs> rent them? Hire them, yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I, I'm not all the way joking. <laughs> Like there's a part of me that, cause like I'm just as like I was looking at, cause I want a good beard. Mm-hmm. I was looking at, can like, you grow? How do I get can a... you grow a beard like that? Oh, of course, okay. but I want it gray. So yeah. more, I would probably, I would probably, but I'd want it more like stately. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, like, know? are we talking like spirit gum quality? Not like the, the no. I'm going the full in. Okay. You I'm gonna hire a guy. Okay. No, well, I'm gonna miss Doubtfire. We, we know this. plenty. Yeah. Like, let's yeah. just. I know that's what I'm saying. I know the best in the business, and they're all out of work. You know what I mean? I can literally hit up all. They all are. They need work. They will. I'll do Mrs. Doubtfire, where I will show up as like an extremely convincing Santa Claus, and blow their minds. Maybe. I think it's a great idea. My family their party lives. is we just like rope in one of my cousins to do it, and it's like, you know, the, the, all the little kids by the time they're five, they're like, "You're not really Santa." Five, like, of course, yeah. by five. Especially now, yeah, because like they have. Oh, um, I bet they just Google is Santa like, real yeah, on their like, little tablets. Their yeah, little they know. Five-year-old it's kitty like so, tablets. It's so easy. It's, just it's so like, easy. But oh, that's why, like, man. how? What do we do to bring more? imagination Wonder. back to the children yeah. how do we yeah. force imagination back onto the children yeah and i think that that's how we that's part of the ways we do that it's a we add deception yes mm-hmm. deception high budget deception <laughs> show business <laughs> it's called show business you know what i mean it is a it is about adding a flair because i don't know because I, I wonder because now because my dad did it once i remember my father coming home Christmas Eve in a Santa Claus outfit and he was downstairs and I remember sneaking and seeing a man in Santa Claus outfit and it always like, yeah. you know, makes sense to me. And I was like, and it always kind of meant something to me. And now I'm starting to realize, I think he was just drunk at the bar dressed as Santa Claus and had just come home. Like it wasn't for you? No. 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 <laughs> no. But the thing Do about you think it, he was at the bar being like, who wants to sit on Santa's lap? I no, don't know. I don't know. I make these accusations. Although I just told I, He was a like friendly guy. He was a funny people. guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know what he was doing down there. You know what I mean? Could have been guys, girls. You know? Who knows what's going on? Whatever, man. But, you know, like, at the same time, I feel like if I go full in, though, make the Santa Claus, the movie, real. Yeah. Now I'm Santa Claus. And then anytime I get sad, I can just put on my Santa Claus outfit, you know? Because Santa Claus can't be sad. That might be more sad. Santa Claus can't be afraid. No. So you motivate yourself. You look in the mirror. You're dressed as Santa Claus. And you're like... I got this, motherfucker. Yeah, I start just doing that maybe kind of a couple times during the year. You know, my birthday gets kind of sad sometimes. And, you know, like certain other days. But I know? am also Santa Claus. How can I be sad? How can I be sad? I'm I Santa love, Claus. I love this. You know what I mean? Slowly but surely. <laughs> but doctor, I am Santa Claus. You start to watch the, <laughs> the it blends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I become. 
<laughs> Fully that's, Santa Claus. That's the oh, horror yeah. movie that comes Because Natalie's next. gone. She At that point, you. she's gone. She's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just me with a reindeer. She puts up with a lot on the last podcast. She Netflix, must. That, that was too much. Oh, no. Once he became Santa Claus, and he, because <laughs> then I'd be going, it's Santa Claus. And then they come in the house. I literally buy a reindeer, because you can get them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they're out in L.A. Your dog is just riding on the back of the reindeer. Oh, no, the dog's been fucking stomped to death or, like, chewed up. (laughs) Probably ran off by the reindeer. And it's been like, I don't know what to do with Blitzen. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, yeah, Blitzen's fucked up. Right? I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, Blitzen's got problems. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm drinking eggs. How many are there? They're, like, 12? Yeah, but I just have the one because of the floors. We have nice floors. Uh, Oh, okay. (laughs) Not with the dead dog all over it, dude. Nah, that's hopefully in the backyard. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, I see a way through all of this. Wait, you have one reindeer and you go with Blitzen? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Not even like the star Rudolph? No, because that's like the best name. That's the one that gets stoned. Yeah, yeah, Blitzen. Yeah, Blitzen is the. Blitzen's like. You don't want to fuck with Blitzen. You're crazy. (laughs) I don't fuck it. You don't want to be anywhere near Blitzen tonight, man. I don't know what he got into, man. Some crazy oats, man. That is like it's like someone's like rap name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> DJ Blitz. <laughs> <laughs> you know what now? Because nowadays it's Lil, Lil Blitz. Oh, dude, I, I feel like that's like 15, 20 years. Yeah, that's ago. me, Lil Blitz. No, that's your reindeer. That's my my reindeer. He's got his rap out. Lil Blitz. He runs into a microphone and I sample it. And on, mm. it's featuring Santa mm. Claus. Yeah, Santa Claus. <laughs> it could be for me. DJ Klaus. This could be my life. Yeah. I think it's attainable. Also, this is also a potentially like good good backup plan. Say you know strike is not resolved, or occurs again, or you know another pandemic. I mean, maybe th- they can bring me in to the negotiating table, being like, "Do you want more of this to happen?" I mean, being like, "I am Santa Claus, and I I must get back to my workshop." And they're like, "He's acting without it." He's you can't do anything about this. Is mine. Yeah, right, even Daniel Day Lewis, he's not coming back. I, we no could have just given him a role. You know, Daniel Day Lewis. He said they pay me to stop acting. I said this from the beginning that there was going to be a point in time that the AMPTB has not taken into consideration where you have just let dozens of bored unemployed not just hundreds hundreds of thousands of unemployed actors bored unemployed actors bored. loose on the streets of this city unmedicated because <laughs> yeah. they can't afford their insurance never trust an actor <laughs> they, they, they're, they're anything and, i had a costume designer friend karen who told me that once she's like never tr- i never trust an actor because they show up and call themselves something else every day at work <laughs> it's true and i mean and but think about it like anybody who knows one actor who has ever been unemployed at any given time knows that we are not to be trusted. No, no, no. We, <laughs> we need too to be. much time in their hands. We started a podcast. Like we, it's how it happens. That's, that's happens. why our podcast came from. Yeah. <laughs> that's where they came from. All of us were told no at some point. We're like, that's how I'll we do got myself. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Hey, I could do it. Yeah. I like, but the city is not prepared for this to go on long enough for us to start assuming other identities. They're not ready. We I, don't have the infrastructure for I, this. I think that the more of us slowly degrade because I'll bring other people in there. You don't think I can't get an Elf? Easter bunny? Did you put like a cabal of, oh, I was thinking <laughs> of other holidays. Oh, yeah. Easter yeah. bunny. Easter bunny, yeah, uh, yeah. That's Santa Claus 3. Mm-hmm. Oh, We're actually it? making Santa Claus 3 real because you got the tooth fairy gets in there. Um, George Washington, who I view as a cryptid. <laughs> you have, um, who else is that that you would put in there? Sasquatch? Maybe? No, I mean, yeah, he's in a holiday. The little baby for New Year's. Cupid. That up for New yeah, oh, yeah, the naked Cupid. baby who tells us we're all going to die soon. A leprechaun, for yeah. sure. Leprechauns? Yeah. Oh, terrifying. He's already out that, there. And then there's mm-hmm. the horror movie, and then you've got like a deranged leprechaun. and real. Ugh, oh, that's great. <laughs> that's great. Honestly, ha. Huh. That's how we end this. I think we figured it out. Yeah. We all show up. To the negotiating table. Dress. Full method. Different, yeah. different holidays. I'm just looking for me gold. <laughs> do, by you know, gold, like, do you mean residuals? Yes. Aye. Aye. And they go, okay, all right, all right, all right. All right, give him the residuals. Aye. <laughs> I don't know how to go back to being Jared. Oh, it was, uh, it was nice to be the leprechaun. For a while. Was this Jared Leto playing the leprechaun? I would never give him that. Okay. He's too tall. There's <laughs> just some random. He's fucking around with actor. his band. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. yeah oh he went God. back to 30 seconds to bullshit. Oh, I know. Mars. I, I, ha- I had, I had to happened? watch him play. He's bored. He's bored. He's he doesn't bored. have anything to do. Well, he's bad at have bored because he has an actual cult. He has like an island or yeah, a bunch of people. Dude, yeah. dude when, they, when they went on at the festival I was at, uh, 
there were flags that went up in the in the yeah. crowd, and I was I was a little concerned. Don't get anywhere near him. Kate. Yeah, I stay at the other stage. I Don't mean, get anywhere near him. I no. am I am like six degrees away crowd, from though. being abducted into a cult at any time. Oh no, I know. I oh. mean, I get it. <laughs> I have you know, I know more about Scientology than a lot of the people uh-huh. within Scientology. <laughs> I could audit you. I could. <laughs> you know what I mean? I went to go That's buy an audit episode. machine. That's I went to go. Episode. I wanted to get one. They're very expensive. But I wanted to get one because I want to hear the dog sitters <laughs> audit them. Okay. Put him in a room. See have him hold are. on to the cans. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Me show up. I do, you know, like backwards, backwards chair. Get right in front of them. Just being like, so do you know that you were a clam? <laughs> oh, you didn't? Yell at the ashtray. <laughs> Tell the ashtray to sit down. Wait, wait, is that what happens? Well, it's like the first level of Scientology is very similar to a lot of acting classes. Where they, the goal is to, you you ever been in acting class? Where I had acting classes where I was like, um, I don't believe you. When you yeah, say stuff, I hate mm. that. Yeah, I don't believe you. That's what that's what Scientology does. It's basically like you didn't really tell the ashtray to sit down. Is it like negging your soul? Oh my yes. god, that's the worst. When you have the, I had a voice and speech teacher used to make us roll around on the floor, and she would tell us that our rollings and our ooze not acceptable. You know what I learned? <laughs> the way you got to do is you got to start crying. Because then acting teachers are all like, excellent. <laughs> ah, very good. <laughs> That's the whole point is to make you cry. That's the only every acting class I ever had was that as soon as you figure out that you cry in this scene, they're always like Yes. I know that this was technically a farce. The fact that you made me cry during I've emotionally abused you. Yeah, I am excellent. Now you're ready to be an actor. Oh, you can take abuse? I mean, uh, here we are. Here we are. This is it. We, I'm Santa Claus. I'm Santa Claus. We ask people on this show, and I mean, this is a very positive interview already, but we ask people on this show what their nightlight is. And what we mean by that is like amidst all the terrifying, scary things that we have to go through as actors, as creatives, as Santa edge, Clauses, as, Santa Clauses, mm. as mm. things just in our lives. What is the thing that when you wake up from the nightmare, lets you know everything's okay, it keeps you going, keeps you, what's the light at the end of the tunnel? My wife and my two dogs. Because look at them, and if they're not freaking out, then there's nobody here to kill us. Oh, because the dogs know. They're also the security system, then. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I'll watch them sleep for hours. Mm-hmm. Because I don't sure. sleep. I have very bad insomnia. Oh. Really? Yeah. So I'll just watch them sleep. It's not scary. It's not scary. It's not creepy at all. No. It's Santa Claus. It's just hovering. Yeah. It's Santa Claus. You're practicing. <laughs> Are you being good? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're being good. Have you put out your stockings? <laughs> <laughs> this is scary. <laughs> if you, if what, it's not putting out stockings That's like scary. naughty. Yeah, that... yeah, it's been like just making sure <laughs> you haven't done anything naughty. Mm, that will put you on my list. No, but I keep that inside. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I would say yeah. That is nice. It is nice to it have love. Not, to have love. Yeah. yeah. You're, I I think of everyone. This will be horrible, but. I, not horrible, but like weird, kind of like creepy, like much like Santa Claus. Um, but we will, we will. There's nothing scary about Santa Claus bringing <laughs> magic to children all year round. Whether it's April, July, Santa Claus is there. He's alive and he's well and he's watching. Okay, you're right. Nothing creepy about this. <laughs> um, but a lot of people have said that their nightlight is their spouse. So I was like, we should make little nightlights with like our their spouse's faces it just looks like a memorial <laughs> <laughs> it looks like they've all died <laughs> yeah there are yeah, candles in yeah, front of them too yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, that's how she'd want to be remembered <laughs> on a fire yeah it's a glade thing it sends off their scent <laughs> it smells like them ah Mm. That is the smell of Natalie. That is the smell of Natalie. <laughs> Don't you smell it? That's for me. That's my smell. <laughs> you don't deserve it. <laughs> God, that'll be our first Close moment. your nose. Close your nose. She's cheating on me. <laughs> From the grave. Get out of Get this god again. I hate this candle. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> okay. Where can the people find you, Henry Sabrowski? Not at my home. <laughs> um, I go, last podcast <laughs> on the left is my sh- podcast. Right. You go and see LP on the left on all the various socials for that. And then Your Pretty Face is Going to Hell is the show I used to be on. That they told me th- there might be a chance it might, might, might not, not come back. Oh. Mm. Take that. You could... <laughs> 
<laughs> you take that to the bank. Um, and then the rest of it, um, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Just working. Oh, we got the new book, comic book coming out called Operation Sunshine through Ooh. a dark horse. Um, Marcus Parks and I wrote it. It is a it's a heist book about uh, vampires stealing an object in order to turn themselves back to human. Um, I think it's really fun. Nice. And then um, look out for more of that because we're trying to write more comic books. Amazing. Thank Sweet. you, Henry. I don't think I've laughed harder in an interview yet. This was <laughs> the most fun we've had. I know we're supposed to talk uh, about fears. We were worried this, we wouldn't yeah. have a holiday episode. But This is I, it. I, this <laughs> is your Christmas episode. <laughs> yeah. And listen to me, Santa Claus. <laughs> I know what you've done. And I know what you will do. But, no. Get off me, Blitzen. I'll be there every year watching you bring you as many gifts as my sack can handle. Thank you, thank you all for listening to Scream Dreams. Uh, if you like what you heard, if you have interest in, in hiring Henry to play Santa Claus, please. Please, please like, subscribe, follow, write in, tell us uh, he's for hire. He's available. I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Union, it's going to be over soon. Strike's going to be over soon. Mm-hmm. I think so. She's terrified. <laughs> That's terrifying. Because cool, you'll already be like, I'm terrified for how we go back. You know, once once I've already you know done <laughs> yeah. the character work. I actually, I just there is return. no going back. Uh, there is no going back. No. I can't return once no. I've gone full leprechaun. You yeah, know? yeah, <laughs> there's, there's... it would be incredible. I'd love to see you looking like a Warwick Davis. <laughs> <laughs> it's his little run. <laughs> it's my favorite. Um, you have to turn into the YouTube stream for that one. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, we are Scream Dreams. Until next time, I'm Catherine Corcoran. And I'm James A. Janice. Are we looking at this camera? Yeah, I'm yeah. Catherine Corcoran. <laughs> I'm James A. Janice, and you keep those lights on, baby. <laughs> Remember to keep the light on. <laughs> you don't have to correct me. <laughs>